Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. Hey, what's up, Rockstars? It's Matt Johnson. Welcome back to another episode of the UX Podcast, where we learn how to go and turn a Rockstar business into a UX machine. Now, I've got a killer episode for you today. Uh, Jason Swank is the host of Smart Agency Masterclass Podcast, which is phenomenal, by the way, and you should go immediately subscribe to that. And here's why I wanted to talk to Jason. He's a super interesting guy, and he's got a very interesting perspective on how to scale up a business because he's done it multiple times. So, number one, he goes and quits his job at Arthur Anderson and goes and starts designing websites for 500 bucks a pop, ends up launching a full-on digital media agency that works with clients like AT&T and Hitachi and Lotus Cars and all these cool clients, then 12 years later sells that agency, which most of us in the professional services business never get to the point of building an actual saleable business. Jason's done it. Multi-million dollar business. And so then what does he do? Turns around, starts a coaching, teaching, training, consulting business to teach other agency owners how to do the same thing. Now that's a million dollar business and scaling. And so Jason's got a very, very cool perspective because we're going to talk about things that apply whether you're in creative work or, or you're in a professional service business that you wouldn't consider a creative or an agency, but the principles apply to us just the same. So here are the few things that really stuck out to me about this conversation with Jason was we went deep on the three most important systems that we need in order to scale, and that's for any professional service business. We went over how Jason uncovered his unique ability or his X factor, where he he really brought the most value in his business and how he zeroed in and focused on that one thing. And finally, we, we talk about how he broke out of that roller coaster of like scrambling to get clients, then scrambling to serve them, then getting done with the project and realize, okay, crap, I've got no clients. Now I've got to prospect for clients again. And we've all been through that, that roller coaster. And so Jason shares how he was able to break through. And so enjoy this interview and we'll see you on the other side. This is Jason Swank, the host of Smart Agency Masterclass. All right. Well, first of all, Jason, welcome. We appreciate you being here. Oh man, thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, chat with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to uh, to chat because you have you're in the unique position where not only have you scaled up a full blown agency very successfully, then sold it off, but now you're in the process of scaling up uh, essentially a coaching and training business too. So, so you're coming at it from a couple of different perspectives where you're actually doing the work, and now you're basing a business based on teaching people how to do the work. So you got a ton of experience to draw from. But I want to go back to the days of kind of the the transition when you were initially looking at your agency and you were the guy doing everything. So kind of take me back, uh, tell me a little bit about like set the scene for us and what that was like for you when you were doing the majority of the work yourself. Yeah, you know, I, I started the digital agency kind of by accident in 99. And, uh, you know, I just was doing websites, you know, back when, you know, I always joke Al Gore invented the internet. Thank you, Al. <laughs> and, you know, I was just doing all the websites. I would be doing the sales. I would be doing the fulfillment, the project mm -hmm. management, everything. And it was just, it was hard to maintain, uh, and I didn't, and there, and I noticed there was a lot of things I didn't want to do anymore. I didn't want to chat with the clients, you know, right. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to design websites all the time. I, you know, I wasn't the best designer. I knew yeah. there was better people out there. And so I just realized kind of early on that I just needed to start hiring people. 
Okay. So when you think about hiring people, what, what are you hiring them around? So you weren't crazy about the client communication. Like what, what did you figure out was like the unique skill or ability that you have that then you need to fill in all the other gaps with other people? Well, I could always really help them come up with strategy, right? And, and I could help them figure out what did they need their website to look like? What did they, what did it all need to have and how did it need to flow? What was that user experience? And, and that was my kind of my ability. But I realized that other people would be better designers and other people are more attention to detail, right? Where <laughs> right. Like, I'm like looking all around, be like, you know, there's, right. there's all this kind of stuff. So I just realized that I needed to hire these people and and especially looking back too, you know, my first employee that I hired was a designer, but if I could actually go back and do it over again, I think it would have been a project manager, right? To really to you know, project manage you? No, to project manage the client. <laughs> okay. Right. Not me. Okay. Like, okay. but also to say, Hey, Jason, this is what we need done by this date. Perfectly fine. Yeah. But I just didn't want to have that client interaction. Um, but I also didn't want to have that, like, all right, I have to get this done. And then I have to proof the site for typos. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, because when you're building websites or you're doing a service-based business, there's so much that relies on the clients getting you information. And it's just a big distraction to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so what I found the business doing was it kept going up and down. So as I had a couple clients, I started taking my eye off building the pipeline. And then as those clients got done, then I would scramble for sales. But then Mm -hmm. when I'd scramble for sales, then, right, it was just a constant roller coaster effect. Okay. That's really interesting. And and there's a couple of things that you mentioned that I want to go back to talking about the unique ability uh, because there's, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that end up building uh, agencies, teams, or professional service businesses where they have that same skill that you realize that you had. And I think Dan Sullivan is the one that kind of articulated it the best. He said, it's the ability to put concepts together. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you're familiar with kind of his, his take on it. It's, I, it blew it like I was literally working out in the gym a couple of years ago when he said that, and I'd like put the weights down and stop and go rewind, rewind, rewind. Um, because he talks about that, like that's the key to kind of being that visionary person. And usually if you're that person, you're, you're a great fit to build a business and lead a team and scale a business and all that good stuff. The problem is exactly what you mentioned. It's all the other stuff that gets in the way. And like you said, if you would have gone back, you would have hired someone to kind of take that because then you could have put your, your time, effort, and energy into scaling up that one skill, which I mean, works out great for attracting and closing clients, right? Oh, all, all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm a total visionary. Mm-hmm. I'm not an operator, right? Like I'm yeah. not the ones that actually to go do everything in attention to detail. I'm like, I'm just like, here's the big picture and let's go execute. Like I'm yeah. not beating around the bush and, and all of that. So yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. So, so continuing along that same line. So let's say you could go back. If there was one, was there one system that you built back in the day or one system that looking back you would have built that would have helped that transition? Well, there's a, there's a ton, ton of systems, right? That you mm-hmm. have to do. And I think you have to do them in order. And I really look back at kind of the foundational systems, right? And the first one, think about like every entrepreneur, well, I know every entrepreneur in the service-based world is kind of accidental. We knew how to do something cool. Someone offered us money and we just started doing it, but we had no systems and we didn't know where we were going. 
And I think the yeah. first system is having that clarity of where are we going, having that vision and also that why, and then being able to articulate that to your team. Because as you start hiring more and more people, you're going to hire, like a lot of times, like you would hire the most amazing designer, but if they don't have the similar beliefs or the values that you have within your company, your agency, they're going to be a detriment to your agency and, and possibly take it down. And, then there are also, too, a lot of times, if you don't tell people the direction of where the boat's going, they can't do a course correction. So they're always going to be coming to you for advice and, and in order for them to do their job, in order for them to make a decision. So really, the first system is figuring out where do, are you going? Where do you want to go? What's the why? And I'll, I'll even give you a good example. So mm-hmm. um, a couple months ago, we were working on a blog post for the top marketing agency conferences you need to go to. And my team put it together and there was like three or four of people that there were conferences. I was like, no way we're putting them on there. I hate those people. Like they're, they're idiots. Right. And my team, because of our vision, our, our, our vision is be the number one resource in the world for agency owners and to be, and to provide a resource I wish I had. Yeah. And so because I've communicated that to our team, they were able to call BS on us and say, look, Jason, this is not about you. If you like them or not, this is actually a good conference for them. And I'm like, you're totally right. Put it out there. So get, having that clarity as a system is really important. The other one is, is positioning. How do you position your company in the right way where you're the choice rather than a choice? And everybody's positioning themselves as a me too business, a me too agency. Everybody looks the same. And what happens is they look at the bigger guys and they go, oh, they're big. So let's model exactly what they're doing. But you haven't modeled how they got there. And in order to position yourself, you have to position yourself as, especially in the service-based world, as a trusted advisor, not like I got the best portfolio, I got the best team, I got the best yeah. process. No one gives a crap about you. You. They care mm-hmm. about what you can do for them. How can you help them transform or overcome their challenges? So how can you make them kind of the star in their own story? Not you. Mm-hmm. So it's positioning. And then the last one is around the foundational system is around offering, like not pitching marriage right off the bat. So we've all been to like a conference where like some scumbag dude comes up, like let's say Matt, I come up to you at at a conference and I go, Hey Matt, what you do? And you tell me, you're like, cool, man. Well, you want to buy from me? (laughs) And and all I talk about is me. You want to buy from me because I can make you a billionaire. And Mm -hmm. I've made this guy, like you've heard of Mark Cuban before. I made him a billionaire and Mm -hmm. uh, you've heard Richard Branson. Yeah. He's worked with me. Like, Mm -hmm. like, even if it's true, guys, I've not yes, worked exactly. with Mark Cuban. I've not worked with Richard Branson, even though they wanted to. No, we can, we can infer. We can infer. I've, I've, I've turned them down. I was like, yeah, no, exactly. I don't want to work with no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, Mark and Richard. Just call me, though. Um, but, exactly. You know, so, but even if I had helped them out, it doesn't matter. But if I came up to you and said, Matt, why are you at the conference, man? How can I help you? You know, mm-hmm. tell me tell me why you came here and is there anybody I can connect you with? And, mm-hmm. and what's your biggest challenge? And I'm starting to ask questions where I'm making you the star in your own story versus me. And you're going to be like, this conversation's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's funny. As long as we let the other person like talk the most in a conversation, they end up thinking we're the greatest person in the world. 
Yeah, so it's fun. It's what's fun about podcasting too, which I know you get to experience. That is that 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 those are some of the most fun conversations. Is you just ask questions and let people share, and they feel a sense of connection, even though you're going. Well, I don't feel like I contributed. Like, but we're all all it's good. Exactly. And, and so then, once you position yourself, and you now you can position the right offering. Okay. for the right time, right? So it's kind of like, rather than pitching marriage right off the bat, it's about like, well, hey, you know, based on your challenge, we may want to do like this uh, paid discovery or this paid roadmap or paid blueprint where, you know, here's how it's going to work. Like, we'll map out exactly what you need. You can go use this plan if you want and mm-hmm. just start there and then start thinking about how do you, what's the next thing that you can yeah. uh, help them out with. But it's just eliminating a lot of the, um, the the risk right in order to like pitch a huge retainer it's just like pitching something <coughs> excuse me very small that could actually help someone and then uh, you'll win the deal a lot quicker you'll win the deal probably a lot quicker than people could actually get a proposal for the full deal to them <laughs> okay yeah that makes sense well i want to go back to what you said about positioning because i i just i literally spent the last i would say two weeks going through a bunch of our stuff. Uh, so the immutable laws of marketing, branding, uh, positioning, focus, like all, all the all the classics. Um, and the thing that jumped out to me, especially about the book Focus, was just how much it's a personal development issue that causes us to lose focus and and not want to kind of like narrow down and really get clear about where we're going and and how we're positioned. So how do you deal with the agency owner? Because we're we're all creatives. Like a, a lot of people I, that I know are you know, they come from the, the music world, they come from an art background, like we are creative people and we want to use the business to kind of as a creative outlet. And so we get bored really easy. And so we tend to like want to build this big umbrella where we can do anything we might ever want to do. And it's the exact opposite of what actually sells to clients. So how do you get people to overcome like that mental roadblock? Well, I mean, it's just a mindset shift. I mean, you got to think, you know, what, what are the I mean, you know, one of the things I've always done is rather than look at kind of look at what you want in the long run, like let's say you want to climb Mount Everest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're not going to just start walking up Mount Everest, right? You'd be, that'd be suicide. You need to mm-hmm. come up with a strategy. And then your strategies are broken out into separate milestones. So like if you look at Mount Everest, I think there's like um, – five base camps. I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. making stuff up. Something and I, I will never climb Mount Everest. <laughs> that just sounds like hell with the cold um, and death and mm-hmm. losing my nose. I kind of like my nose, even though it's big. So, right. So you have like five base camps. So treat okay. that as like five milestones and just think, don't think about the fifth base camp. Think of the first base camp, the first milestone, right. come up with a strategy for that and only come up with one goal, one okay. goal. And just focus on that until you're done, right? So focus. If you break out focus in all the letters, finish one commitment until success. Mm-hmm. And just say no to everything else. And, and you have to learn to say no. I think when we started scaling and when we started growing really good, it was because we kept saying no. And, you ha- and saying no is not saying no to the things that you want to say no to. Saying no to the things that you want to say yes to. That's mm-hmm. when you know you've got complete clarity and focus. Like I was listening to an interview of Johnny Ive, the head of design at Apple. And he used to say, um, you know, Steve Jobs used to go to him and in, he said he was the best person at focus. He could block everything out other than that. Steve one, Jobs you're talking about? Yep. 
Yep, Steve Jobs. We go way back, uh, right? <laughs> no, I don't know Steve Jobs either. But I'm just making stuff up as we go. Yeah. But he was the best person at Focus. And okay. he would always ask Johnny, what did you say no to today? And what, right? Wow. Every That's a great single question. day. And I think if you start thinking about, you know, what, what can I say no to that I really want to say yes to? Uh, you'll you'll start having more focus for hitting those goals and hitting those milestones. But just break it up into little bit milestones. Don't think of the huge thing of climbing Mount Everest. Just think of all I need to do is make it a base camp. I mean, the, the, another analogy, I, I did an Ironman uh, a long time ago and people were like, how'd you do it with little training? I said, just one step at a time, one pedal at a time, one, you know, just one thing at a time. I was just like, if I can make it one more mile, one more mile, one more mile. And then after 125 miles, I was like, all right, finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that because it's, um, it's the long-term view of things is very tough. I think when we're, when we're younger, um, it's getting a little bit easier, but it's definitely not easy in the, in the beginning. And especially when we want to use the business as a creative outlet and we're, and we're young and creative, man, that's a, that's a, killer combination, at least as far as growing and scaling a business. And I think as we get older and time passes and you realize that like, I, I really can get quite a bit accomplished in let's say five years, like you can literally grow and scale a million dollar business, a professional service business, not, not some internet.com, not, not startup, not anything, uh, just a legit professional service business in five years to the point where you can exit the business and kind of level up out of actually doing the day-to-day -day work. And you can even hire a CEO to take over for you and go travel. So it's funny what you can do in five years, you start to realize, okay, it, it's okay to like settle down and focus on one thing. I don't have to do it all now. In fact, it's better if I don't do it all now. Focus on one thing obsessively and then kind of move on to the next stage, whatever that next stage is. So, um, which actually brings up another question because you, you did that exact same thing. You sold off your agency, now you're in a different stage. So, when, when you're scaling up what you guys are doing, which is teaching people to kind of go on the journey that you went on. So this is a different type of professional service, but it's still a service. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges that you guys are facing in the business uh, or that have faced in the last year or two of scaling out the coaching business? Well, I, what, what got us here won't get us to the next place, right? And what I've realized both in the business in the past and in this one, is when you hit certain levels and you've gone through and you've gone through those systems, right? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, like a lot of people use like the million dollar mark as like, all right, we've made it to the first stage. Um, and they think, well, if I want to make the next million, I got to keep doing the same thing, but at twice as fast and it's yeah. twice as much. And I need to do even more, but it's actually the opposite. You actually need to eliminate most of the things and actually do less and get even more focused, mm -hmm. right? And the funny thing was, is I forgot about the, I've done this, right? Like the, the agency that we created, we were a multi-million dollar agency, really big. And um, so I've gone through it in the past, but in this business, right? We got to a million pretty quick. And then I'm like, okay, why, why, why are we just growing at like 10, 15, 20%? And then I started going, well, we need to do less. Like literally we needed to figure out, and there was a cool concept. I can't remember who it's by, but they called like milking the cow. So like, let's say getting to the million, you're a cow, 
and all the milk you produce, that will get you a million dollars. But what you start trying to do is take that milk, create cheese, create Parmesan cheese, create shredded cheese, distribute <laughs> the cheese, market the cheese, sell the cheese, right? Doing all these different things. And that's what we think we need to do more. But if we start figuring out what is our milk? What is that one thing we need to focus on? So in my particular business, like we're a media company, my, my um, thing that only I can do is get on these podcasts, get on these shows, create the goofy videos, create my podcast, create content. That is the milk. And then I don't need to do anything else with that. Let hire the people to distribute the milk to create the cheese, right? To slice up the videos, to edit the podcast, to distribute that, to get me on stage, all those kind of things. So I need to figure out, I need to do less, but then hire the right people based on our goals and our vision in order to scale. That's, that's what everybody needs to do once they hit that ceiling is focus, mm -hmm. say no, figure out what is your milk and do less. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good and really tough to do. And especially for creative people, that's probably the toughest thing for us to do is to focus and do less because it's not as, it's not as intellectually stimulating. And, and I've, I've been reading a ton of Al Reese's stuff about just how tempting it is to like extend your brand. And like you said, you start trying to figure out, okay, well, we already make milk. Now what's the cheese? How, how do we get into cream cheese? How do we get into cottage cheese? And you start trying to figure out all these things. And he points out that it, it dilutes the brand and it also sure. dilutes our focus. So it's like, it's harmful both on the minds of the people we sell to and it's harmful just in terms of like dissipating our own energy. Yeah, and vanity is a huge play here, yes. right? Yeah. When you're building a business, you, like being an entrepreneur is looked at as a rock star now, mm -hmm. right? It's crazy. And um, you want to be looked at as, I got all these businesses. Like we watch, you know, Damon Johns and Mark Cubans and all those guys that own all these kinds of businesses and they're invest in all these businesses. And we have that perception and we're like, well, we know as much as those guys. We, we need to do the same. I need to invest in business. I mean, that's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, I need to invest in businesses. I was like, yeah. no, I need to invest in myself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and figure that part out and not care what other people think. Yeah, I always get a kick. I don't know if you see this, but do you ever get like the, the LinkedIn connections where somebody says they're like, they're, they're like CEO of like three or four different companies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I see that and automatically just go, eh, yeah, you're not making any money. Unless it's the Damon Johns of the world and you've got, and even that's extremely difficult to do. I don't know how, like if you really dig into it, if you opened up the books on someone like Virgin, you, I think you might be surprised to find that probably just like the 80-20 rule and anything else, 80% of the profits probably come from 20%, might even come from one core company and they're floating all those other businesses that might actually be unprofitable um, off of the brand and the strength of one of those companies. So it's a, kind of an interesting thing, but I love how you basically brought it back to figure out what the milk is. And, you, and this is a really interesting shift that I've been talking with my, one of my other clients about who runs kind of a media coaching company as well, which is exactly what you said. Your job is the visibility part and the unique content that nobody else can create. And then you've built the systems around you so that it delivers everything else. And that is a huge shift because there's a lot of people that they, they enjoy the hands-on of the coaching and there's nothing wrong with that, but they also want to build a multi-million dollar scaled out coaching consulting company. Those two things tend to be incompatible unless you do, and I think you, you mentioned this on our call, that you have a very small number of limited one-on-one -on -one clients. So it keeps you in the trenches, but not too many. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the, what we're building is the Tony Robbins model for digital agency owners. Yeah. Right. And like, so think about Tony Robbins business. He just sets the framework. He's the mm-hmm. figurehead. He's not the one on calls all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but he'll do every once in a while, he'll do some calls for like a million dollars just to keep him <laughs> in, the, in the trenches. But mm-hmm. right. You know, it's just, it's kind of that model. You just need to know, like Tony just needs to be in front of everybody. Right. Yes. He needs to be on stage. He needs yep. to be, you know, creating videos and getting on the big shows. Right. And then his team does all the rest. He doesn't touch his marketing. He doesn't touch his Twitter or Facebook or yeah. anything like that. On Other than when his team's like, you're going live, Tony. Boom. Yeah, and exactly. Put, put, a, put a camera in his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, uh, so let's finish off with this. What's the best way if you're an aspiring agency owner, or especially if you're looking to scale, um, what's the best way to reach out, connect with you guys and what resource uh, would you like them to start with? Yeah. Swank it. Uh, S W E N K dot it. That's a URL that you can go to and it links okay. to both. My podcast gives you a number of different resources. Um, but uh, if you don't want to swank it, which means take action, go do it. You can always go to my website, jasonswank.com. But I got a special video, special things there for you. Go to swank dot it. And, uh, and you, I think you guys will like it. Cool. Uh, well, let's finish off with this because I want to honor your time. Um, what is, uh, give me one book that, uh, that changed your life, changed the way that you think. <laughs> uh, well, the thing, um, one of my mentors is actually going to change this. Uh, we just had a call for the first time today. He's like, you are actually going to start reading. I've written more books than I've read. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate okay. reading. So uh, I can't tell you, dude. I like that's I just, hilarious. Yeah. So do you, I, do, I you do audible? I like, do you, do you listen to, you know, the like, thing how, is, how do you take in new information? The, the funny thing is, is I'm actually on audible right now trying okay. to buy something, but the <laughs> stupid site is not working right now. So okay. Jeff Bezos, you better get to it That's right. so I can fix this audible, <laughs> but I'm actually trying to buy the book, the 12 week year. So maybe that will That's change good. my life. I don't know. So yeah, it is really good. How, how do you set, do you set, uh, do you set like yearly and then weekly? Like what's your, what's the rhythm for your goal setting within your 90 day right goals? I, 90 I do day 90 goals. day goals. Yeah. Great. You'll read that book and you'll go, great. I'm already doing that. Yeah. So like, like my mentor was like, no, you need to read it. I'm like, well, okay. like I don't have problems with execution. And, and uh, like, yeah. cause he was telling me, he was like, this is execution. I was like, I treat everything in 90 days anyway. So, well, there you um, go. but I'm trying to do audible cause I'm dyslexic, ADD, HD or whatever. See, like I'm getting that backwards, but like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still frustrated before I jumped on the call. I was trying to like my wife, we we're, were trying to figure out this audible. And I'm like, this stupid thing is not working. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, okay. Well, we appreciate you being here. This is a, this is a lot of fun and exactly what I had in mind. And, and hopefully uh, people took away some really good key distinctions uh, and just go to, uh, to, you said, swank it. Uh, so let's get in action. Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Jason. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. 
Uh, that is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.